Welcome back, loyal listeners. Welcome new listeners to Runkle Recaps, How I Met Your Podcast. We're on Season 5, Episode 21, Twin Beds, and someone who I will never split off into a twin bed with, my wife Jen. Hello, everybody. Actually, I could see us doing that when we're really old, but probably bigger than twins. (laughs) Yeah, I think we're too spoiled. We can't go back to twins. No, and I think it... You know, honestly, if we get older and we sleep separately, I think it's going to be separate bedrooms because of my snoring. I don't think that gets better as you get older. (laughs) Well, maybe they'll have some surgery or something you can do to make it go away. Oh, you'd like that, wouldn't you? Me under the knife. (laughs) You're in a weird mood. (laughs) I mean, we did almost have two twin beds for a while. What do you mean? Remember, we had like a king made up of two twins. Oh yeah, I mean it was it was the frame was a king bed and the mattresses were two mat twin mattresses in it because that was the only way we could at the time <laughs> we could not agree on a mattress. Right? Yeah. The the firmness issue is a it's a big thing for us. She likes a very soft mattress. I like a very hard mattress, and we can't compromise on one another's. Yet we still make it work. Even settled, when we tried to kind of settle in the middle of the two, neither of us were happy. No. Which is the definition of like, compromise, isn't it? <laughs> it had a little dip in the middle, but it didn't like line up perfectly. So we finally pulled the trigger and got a sleep number. Yeah. That I'd been advocating for for like 10 years. I can't remember if it was at a point where we had enough money or if we were just like, screw it, we'll go into debt, let's be happier no. at, at night. Yes, yeah, you know, we needed new mattresses, and I was like, we are not buying another mattress that we're going to have to replace in another five years. Like, we're just going to spend the money this time. And I'm happy right now. Yes, me too. So, all's well that ends well. All right. We don't have any emails, I don't have any fun facts, but we did watch, we finally got all the way through How I Met Your Father, Although I th- and, I, and we'd like to talk about the last episode, mm-hmm. the finale, but I think we'll do that at the very end for anyone who hasn't gotten all the way through it and doesn't want any spoilers, or for those who aren't watching it and don't care. Yep, good plan. So we'll get to that later. But Twin Beds, uh, this is one more of what's going to be... I think four really good ones in a row, and they awesome. almost keep getting better. Uh, I would say that Home Records was good. This was better. Next week we have Robots versus Wrestlers, and then we have <laughs> The Wedding Bride. Oh boy! And so this is quite a run of good episodes. And I think you know I hate to say it, but I think this is going to be the last one where we have a stretch of this many this good. I was going to say, is it all downhill from here? <laughs> yes, yeah, it might be. Season six is better than, in my opinion. Better than, I think, one and two. Okay. But then season seven falls. I think I think season, season seven might be better than one, but not two. And then it's, yeah, then it's very much downhill. All right, so let's enjoy it while it lasts. And we're podcasting for the third week in a row. Oh, look at us. Now, I'm going to be traveling next week, so there will be another, at least a week break before the next one comes out. But... We wanted to be sure to get this one, and we'll look forward to doing the next one, because it's a great one. (laughs) Yes. All right, enough rambling. We start off Twin Beds. We're at Don's. So we're back to this relationship story between Robin and Don. And he's coming back from the kitchen to the couch and asks if Robin wants to move in. And, you know, I tried to watch this, like, with the sense of, like, okay, what would I hear if I were Robin? And I definitely heard, like... Scooch over. <laughs> it was like, the way he said it was like very quick, very informal. Yeah, I would agree with you. And clearly something was on her mind about mm-hmm. them. 
if that's how she took it. She heard right. sort of what she wanted to hear, maybe. Right. Well, she took it how she took it, and... She says, you know, she's going to consider it. She just needs to think about it. And he corrects her. No, I meant down the couch. Right. So she doubles down. Yeah, that's what I meant, too. Let me think about it. <laughs> yeah, this was a good response. Yeah, I'm okay with that. <laughs> and then moves down. And then Don suggests, well, what about it? Move it in. Yeah, how long have they been dating? I think a, maybe... A few months? Yeah, like three months, maybe. Yeah, it seems very short. And for Robin, who likes her independence, it seems like, an, like it would have been way too fast for her. Yeah, we start to see hints of why she's so into Don mm-hmm. and why they seem to work so well together. Yeah. As this episode goes on. So we cut to McLaren's, and Lily wants to know what her response was, and she says she's considering it. Barney scoffs. He says you barely know him. <laughs> Plus, the guy's a loser with a dead-end job. We have the same job, Barney. And we couldn't be proud of you, Angel. <laughs> that was a good exchange. Right. And Lily suggests this might be kind of fast. But Ted being Ted actually supports it. Yeah. He sees how happy she is. She, he loves her as a roommate, but wants her to do what's right for her. And she calls him out. <laughs> Are you trying to kick me out because of the milk thing? Which is a callback. Is it a callback? Yeah, because when she moved in and they started sleeping together again, one of the fights they were having was over the milk. Oh, that's right. And this right. is when Barney was in love with her, so remember, he was over at their <laughs> house like, and buy, he... bought all the milk? Yeah, bought them like <laughs> that's right. 30 things of milk and put it in their fridge. <laughs> and the judge is like, it's really annoying. <laughs> Ted has definite feelings on this. Yeah, we get a flashback to the apartment of him opening the fridge, pulling out the milk, and yelling her name. And then goes into her room. She's asleep, so he just puts it in bed with her, which she cuddles and kisses it. <laughs> right. Which I thought was cute. <laughs> she says she has a system. We cut back to McLaren. She has a system. She puts the empty cart back in the fridge to remind us to buy milk, which is insanity. Yeah, no, that makes zero sense. Wouldn't having no milk in the fridge be the sign that you need milk? She would last maybe two days living with me. <laughs> yeah, you'd handle this even worse than Ted. And Ted counters, why don't you leave a full carton to remind us that we don't need milk? <laughs> They cut back to the subject of Dom. Barney thinks it's weird that Barney hasn't met him yet. And, you know, Robin has a typical response. Yeah, that's really weird. She agrees but wants them on their best behavior. And he promises, but then they cut to later at McLaren's or maybe another day at McLaren's, rather. Yeah, I think it's another day. And they jump right into Barney telling some story about banging a Portuguese contortionist, which I I, I didn't much care for except for when he... The way he sort of wraps the sentence that she's so flexible. At one point, she was on top of me and underneath me, and then goes for a high five uptown and down low, like as a right. below and above. Yes. I thought that was sort of a fun ending to that, even though the story itself I could have lived without. He's really into this story, very excited. And Don seems to be enjoying his antics. Yeah, uh, Robin apologizes for him. Ted says he means well. Well, actually, I'm not sure that's true, which is a good line. Right. Don, you know, thinks he's cool, but he feels bad for anybody, any woman with a kind of low self-esteem who would actually date a guy like that. And narrator Ted jumps in here, says that this is when he realized Don did not know that she dated Barney. Right. And then until, you know, three seconds later, uh, Barney strolls up to Don and, you know, says all the reasons why he likes him, including that they both dated Robin. Yeah. So now he knows. Don expresses that he's a little uncomfortable about this and... Robin brushes it off, like, oh, it's like we never dated. 
as you know, they walk up to Barney in the middle of telling another story and identifying that... Um, I think it's the same story. Oh, no, 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 I'm sorry. This, this is Yeah, this is an exchange student. student. Um, I wasn't sure because he says the student's arms gave out, which sort of still sounds like the court contortionist in a weird position. But it's yeah. a sex swing story. Right, but basically he says he can't find anybody to do that position since Robin. So. <laughs> it, Robin's having a hard time. Yeah, <laughs> making callbacks to <laughs> your past relationship with the woman is not a good idea in front of Don. And to be fair, like he didn't say it to Don. He was talking to Ted? With Don in the vicinity. Right. I would not be too happy with that if I were Don. Right. We get a flashback. Oh, um, Lillian Marshall asked, we're asked how their weekend away went. Or any other topic. Robin's <laughs> desperately trying to <laughs> get this onto something else. And they said it went bad. They, we get a flashback to their B&B. And it had, they enter the room and it has twin beds. And they start to groan about this. As and, they sink into the bed. Yeah, and, and get Marshall said he's going to go demand another room as he lays in and starts to fall asleep. And then there's a knock on the door. They both look extremely disheveled as they're still asleep. It's housekeeping, and it's time to check out. <laughs> they slept for 18 hours. Missed four pre-made meals, and Marshall lost 11 pounds. <laughs> that is some good sleep. That sounds amazing. That sounds kind of like how you would sleep on a weekend if I didn't end up waking you up in time to make lunch for Tyler. Yes. So. 100%. That's what I would do. On weekend mornings, Jen and I switch off. Usually Saturday morning, I get up around 9.30. Tyler gets up at 7, but I get up at 9.30 to make him breakfast, and then I just, I'm up for the day. And Jen sleeps in. It will then later be Jen's job to make him lunch. But if I don't wake her, I swear she'll sleep till maybe 2, 3 o'clock. Ooh, you should let me try one day. I wonder how long I could go. That's a good question. Do you think I'd make it a full 24 hours? But then I'd have to make him lunch. But I, I guess maybe it's worth it for the, for the experiment. scientific experiment of it all. <laughs> I mean, there are some days I wake up at like 11 or 12 on my own. And then some days it's, yeah, like 1, 1 1.30. <laughs> one of you two is waking me up. If, if for some reason I overslept and get him a late breakfast... Then you let me sleep Yeah, then sometimes it's okay if he doesn't get lunch till 1.30. Right. And that's how... You'll, you will sleep till then. Yes. And I'll wake you up and I'll have fun telling you how late it is. Because <laughs> sometimes it feels like I've only been asleep for like 20 minutes since you've left. Right. So we're back with Don and... Interacting yeah. with the gang, he wants to know if Ted thinks it's weird that Robin's still friends with Barney. Well, so, yeah, Don and Ted are kind of like off to the side. They cut from the table to them kind of at the bar. I think Ted's waiting for a drink. Ted has a good line. I think it's weird that we're all still friends with Barney. <laughs> right. But Don's uncomfortable about the whole ex thing. One of her exes all the time, which clues older Ted in that, you know, Robin didn't tell Don that she had dated him either. Yeah, and Ted tries to sort of paved the way for Don to hear the news that he also dated Robin, saying that maybe her hanging out with two exes is better than just one. Which actually, there's there's a tiny logic behind that. Yeah, like, this isn't a big deal. Like, we're just, yeah, this is our friend group when, you know, we just so happen to date, but... Don tries to put a hypothetical in front of Ted, wanting to know how he would feel if he was dating someone, and then that guy was always hanging out with his ex, which made Ted realize that Don thinks he's gay. Right. Ted's 
not understanding why Don would make this assumption, and we get like three flashbacks. Oh, this is so good. <laughs> Every one of them is just great. Like sometimes when they do a montage of three or four things, maybe one of two, one or two of them yeah, are really no, good, are and the great. other are throwaways. No, these are all really good. He, these examples are his calligraphy teacher called. These are all in front of Don. This is yeah, Robin Don, and Don so are in the apartment, and it's separate cuts. Too. And his calligraphy pens came in. Now, I'm not sure why that hints towards someone being gay, a male. I male mean, being these gay. are these are very loose the associations. Re- I'm just saying. Making. I'm just saying the the rest are a little bit stronger to in, as an indication. Like he wants to make sure Project One Runway is recording. He calls. The Jets uniforms costumes. Did the Jets do costumes? We make that joke a lot. <laughs> and then he's very upset that his they're not going to be having creme brulee. His browning torch is broken. Then he turns around very dramatically. dramatically. <laughs> but, and this really drills it in, uh, they still have homemade lady fingers. <laughs> but the way he says Which sounds very is. dainty. Yes. But in the middle of that, Don says that when she heard, he says to Robin, when he heard that she had a male roommate, he got a, he was a little concerned, but now that he knows that he's gay, and as Robin's about to tell him that he's not, Ted comes in with the whole lady finger thing, and she's like, oh, Ted's not, and then finishes it with, going to be around a lot. He's following <laughs> Cher on tour. <laughs> we cut back to the bar, and he's like, you know what? Cher puts on a hell of a show, but I'm not gay. <laughs> and then... Don brings Lily into the fold, and then she immediately reveals that Ted and Robin dated as well. And then Ted's got a great line. Not seeming so gay now, am I, Donnie? <laughs> <laughs> and then Carl comes in immediately. Apple teeny for the gentleman. <laughs> Ted is my kind of gay. <laughs> I mean, why couldn't Ted be bi? I, well, I don't watch Product One Way, but I'm not a strong sports fan. What? Well, I like... I like the Steelers, but outside of that, okay. I, I couldn't name five active baseball players right now. Well, that just means you don't like baseball. I couldn't name five active professional basketball players right now, or hockey players, or... But yeah, but it's... I don't know. To say you don't like sports. I mean, you spend how much time watching wrestling championships in the last two weeks? Well, that's a sport of gods. <laughs> oh, excuse me. So that one's exempt from being called sports? Yeah, it's funny because I used to actually still go and watch the high school wrestling all the time, and yes, I've stopped I that, and now I'm just kind of watching, because they have, they have a good channel for it online now for amateur wrestling. Mm-hmm. I watch the college and the, the world championships and stuff online. I actually subscribe to a page that gets it. So, yeah, I, I probably, I, there's nothing I watch more than that, except for the Olympics. So, the Olympics mm-hmm. is the exception where I really enjoy women's gymnastics, not so much the men's, just because I like... <laughs> I never said I wasn't gay. That's true. All right, women's gymnastics, because I like the events in women's better than the men's. Yeah. I find the pummel horse very boring, and I like the uneven bars better than the parallel bars. They're just, I think it's just more interesting. Mm-hmm. It seems more daring in places. Um, and also the women's team is always a lot more competitive than, men, than the men's for right. the USA. Mm-hmm. I like almost all the track and field, beach volleyball, swimming, very much mm-hmm. the swimming, and then the wrestling. And that's kind of it. And I will watch every single second of it that I can where uh, an American's competing. But I think a lot of that has to do with the competition against other countries. USA, USA. Yeah, I'm not even like a, a huge patriot. I'm kind of like, you know, I, 
I'd be happy if we're all one giant country in the world, maybe. But um, for some reason, when it comes to the Olympics, I'm very competitive. Where were we? Oh, um, me so being Ted's gay. Ted's not gay. You might be. <laughs> so, you know, Don reapproaches Robin and, you know, realizes, you know, out of the four people you consider your best friends, you've slept with 50% of them. And, and he's got to think about it. Yeah, he just decides he needs to take off. We're at Lily and Marshall's condo. They're in bed together going to sleep. And we get some internal monologue between the two of them. Uh, I'll be Marshall. (laughs) You be Lily. Oh, my God. She's a thousand degrees. It's like putting my leg against a tailpipe. Ow, his toenails are like daggers. I'd love a sandwich, but no eating in bed. Stupid rule. We have ants one time. Great. And now he's falling asleep. Cue the river of drool. Mm, My knee itches. Just one little scratch. Then the whole bed shakes. <laughs> it's like very, He's like very a dog dramatic. scratching when they have a, a tick. Right. Or a flay. So a couple of things about this. One, so when we had a smaller bed, I don't feel like we had these complaints, although I did find you to be too hot in the night. <laughs> but I think, every, I think everyone is. Yeah. I mean, sometimes when I come up and you've been in bed for a while, yeah, under the covers you get all cozy. And oh, yeah, yeah. And I love it when you're like nice and ice cold <laughs> and you wrap right. around me and yeah. Like, we appreciate the exchange of temperatures all of a sudden. <laughs> right. But I think our biggest problem when we had a smaller bed, because we had a queen for the first 10 years of our life together. hmm And it was more of a cover thing, like the covers fighting <laughs> over those. Yes. So our first solution was to get separate comforters. hmm And that way that kind of helped us. And since then we still had the same sheet, which is still a problem, although I recently put another sheet in there. Because <laughs> right. one night you just were wrapped in it and I didn't want to wake you. So I just got a whole other sheet. Well, that was nice of you. I didn't know that was the reason. Thought <laughs> you finally just got fed up of me having too much sheet. Yeah, uh, I've been thinking about making that a permanent solution. <laughs> it's just having a second well, sheet. Well, it's hard because Roxy lays on my side, so it's hard to like adjust the blankets once she's in. Like She's just like a solid sack of potatoes. What happens is I'll kind of kick all blankets of sheets off because I'm getting too hot. And then you do a twist to your <laughs> right them. away from me and then take all of the sheet. And then I'm just stuck without. So we've revolutionized modern marriage. And the other thing, we have ants. No. <laughs> They're not in the bed, at least. Oh, definitely not. But yeah, we had to put out ant traps in the last week in our kitchen. <sighs> so annoying. And they're still not gone yet. They're almost gone. Hard to say. Hopefully. It ebbs and flows. I'm over it. We didn't even get a picnic out of it. <laughs> Our whole life's a picnic, honey. We eat a lot. <laughs> All right, so we're back at McLaren's. Well, I think did we land on what the solution was? Lily suggested they get separate beds. Oh, yes, and Marshall of agrees. Right. And a mini fridge. And Lily's really into the idea. She, I think she is the one to suggest it. Yeah. Which makes for an interesting turnaround later. But... Mm-hmm. They're back at McLaren's. Don came to apologize to all of them. And Barney thinks that they owe him an apology, too. They said some pretty hurtful things. And then uh, confesses it was after he left. Mm, that seemed, like, very cliche to me. It was, but I kind of like the delivery. Okay. And then Don says, no, he acted like a total drama queen. That's not offensive, right, as he turns to Ted Still to get permission. <laughs> that was funny. That was so good. <laughs> Don suggests that yeah everybody has dinner at his place since every yeah you know, Barney and Ted are both so important to Robin. 
And then as all this breaks up, Barney and Ted are left alone, and Barney tells Ted that he wants Robin back. And Ted points out, you're like a little kid who throws a toy away and then wants it back. Once the second, the second other, another kid starts to play with it, and then we get a good childlike <laughs> response from Barney. Right. Maybe I wasn't done playing with it. Maybe just sit it down because I want to play with some other stuff for a second. Like, I can't do it any justice. Like, he's yeah, so good in this. He really <laughs> did. He delivered it very well. And then we get, it's revealed that Ted made Barney write a letter to himself after him and Robin broke up. This is the thing Ted constantly does. And then we get the montage of Ted doing that for himself, starting with Karen in college. And I like this. Dear future Ted, and we see him in college writing it mm-hmm. to himself. Never get back with Karen because she's a pretentious snob. Oh, also, she cheated on you. It's funny that he starts with the pretentious snob and <laughs> right. cheated on him. And then he writes, I'm sorry you had to find out this way, and giggles to himself. See, we're already laughing about it. Now, I wonder which point... Really good. <laughs> right. But which point in time did he write this? Was this after the first one or after, like, the tenth breakup? Who knows? We'll never know. <laughs> right. In 2005, he's writing one about Natalie. And then also one about Stella. Mm-hmm. We're, we're getting a flashback to the apartment where Ted's having Barney write the letter after the breakup. Barney's letter says, you and Robin were a terrible couple. It just didn't work. Sure. And it goes on and just ends up becoming a, mostly an ode to boobs. (laughs) Remember other boobs. Yeah. It goes on and on about boobs. At the end he ends it with, I'm just a hopeless romantic. (laughs) That made me laugh. (laughs) And then even after reading that, he says, yeah, I definitely want her back. We cut to Lillian Marshall in their condo, and they're in their separate beds. Yep. They even talk about getting a third bed for sex. And maybe a beanbag? For special occasions. Okay. I could think of some things. <laughs> I guess I would... Maybe to get a really big beanbag. That could be fun. Yeah, really, really big one. What? <laughs> I don't know. I was just trying to build on what you said. No, I'm thinking of, wasn't the, when we watched Atlanta, when um, Ern was on, like, the big beanbag in the therapist's office, I was like, that does look comfortable. Hmm. We need one, like, that size. I remember, yeah, around college time, maybe a few people, a few friends' places after, right after college, beanbags were around a lot, and they were always were really comfortable. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, so it I didn't take them long to get a little split in them and start to leak, but... right. They seem to be better quality these days. Maybe not actually made out of bean stuff, like better material. Marshall thinks maybe they just revolutionized modern marriage. They, they agree, and then they try to high-five like they usually do, and they're too far apart, mm-hmm. which is the first sign that this may not work. Okay. So they, like, finger-gun at each other instead. <laughs> <laughs> we cut to Don's. He's making sushi. Robin thinks that's pretty cool, because he was... Did that, he learned that when he was in Japan. Barney's being a little snarky. Yeah, Barney's already immediately dismissive. Ted tries to prove his theory to Barney again that he only wants her because he can't have her. Like if I said, you can sit anywhere in this room except that chair. Are you so petty that... And then Barney rushes to the chair. Pretty predictable, but yeah. Right. Lily and Don start talking about like spicy food and how much Don loves it. <laughs> Barney like... Approaches. I like spicy stuff too, guy. <laughs> Why the guy <laughs> really made me laugh. He picks up a hot pepper, just eats it, and then we get the typical Barney yeah. physical comedy stuff yeah. going on. He does it again a little later with some wasabi. Mm-hmm. 
Marshall comes out from the hallway, um, tells Lily that John has twin beds too. <laughs> it's a good exchange. Um, Don finds out their plan. He says, oh, well, it didn't work out so great for him. Him and his ex-wife thought it'd be a good idea, but instead they just started to drift apart. And Marshall says, yeah, but I bet you didn't have another bed just for sex. No, but she did at her personal trainer's house. <laughs> what a cliche. Yeah, personal I, trainer. No wonder he was so grumpy when he first started. Yeah, that's true. And started drinking and losing jobs. Right. And Barney's you know, trying to play it cool while having this spicy thing going on. Yeah, he had too much wasabi. They want to get him some milk. And then Don goes into the the refrigerator <laughs> and pulls out an empty thing of milk. He goes, oh, we're out. But thanks for the reminder, Robin. <laughs> and Robin makes this really cutesy reaction to right. him. Like she's all like happy about yeah, it. Yeah, this is a sign how perfect they are for each other. <laughs> so we're back at Ted's apartment and Barney and Ted are kind of just rehashing what happened. <laughs> I like this line. Ted says, well, I hope you're happy, Barney goes, hey, I stand by what I did. It was bold and romantic. <laughs> it says, you soiled yourself from both ends of your body. <laughs> yeah, this was a bad plan. <laughs> There's a lot of back and forth here. Barney challenges that he doesn't think Ted's over her either. So Ted reads his letter. Which he finds in a box called For My Biographer. Yeah. Which we're supposed to just move Ignore. past. <laughs> And it's basically about how Robin doesn't want to settle down, so she's not the right person for him. And then Ted starts to realize, wait, but now she's ready to settle down with Don. Right. And now he wants her back. Right. And you can see Barney passes him the bottle of whatever it is, scotch whiskey, who knows, and then they both get ridiculously drunk. And it's a funny drunk back and forth. Um, Yeah, who deserves to have her back? I didn't like the, the allusion to getting rid of Don. I thought that was sort of yeah. overkill. I didn't like that either. And then, when and then I was they like, hold each other. Well, and then I was scared. Yeah, because I was like, "What is this?" I like, I think they had cut this part out. Yeah, because I was like, I don't remember this at all. I don't. I didn't either. And but when I was looking at trivia, apparently it's supposed to be um, an allusion to strangers on a train. So there's some Hitchcockian element that we it went over our heads. Oh, okay. I mean, I know the the plot. Two people sort of make an agreement to kill one another's somebody. Right, so apparently in the lead that way, up to that, that way, I guess. They're unconnected, so no one would suspect them right. for the murders, and they'd both have an alibi. Yeah, so maybe there's a similar conversation, the figuratively and literally, and I'm guessing the I'm scared piece comes into play there. But yeah, went over my head, and I did not like it. All right. Now, now we're back to Lillian Marshall. She's worried based on what Don told her, and Marshall tries to comfort her. Oh, honey, that's not going to happen to us. Now get out of my bed. <laughs> to summarize. Right. Lee wants to see, wants to push them together. <laughs> he goes, sure. Oh, you meant the beds. No, I don't want to do that. <laughs> I like how cold he's being this whole time. <laughs> and then they start to kind of go back and forth about, they start to sort of attack each other again about yeah. how uncomfortable it is to be in the same bed as each other. They get into a fight, and then as Lily's pouting from the fight... Yes, again, if he wants to push them together. You still talking about the beds? Nope. Get over here. (laughs) It's weird because one of the things he accuses her of is kicking and slapping them all night once they cuddle. Right. And we actually saw the the opposite recently. Oh, yeah. With him smacking her in bed. Right. I can't remember which one that was. It was in the last few episodes, though. Yeah, it was because she wanted to get the gun, and he was like, here's all the ways I accidentally injure you. That's right. Thanks for reminding me. Right. 
<laughs> so I was thinking about this. I was like, I slap you all the time, but you just don't notice because you're sleeping too deep. But it's not an accident. It's not accidental, no. Maybe we should get rid of the gun because maybe you're going to want to up the ante. <laughs> no. I'm waking me up. I still don't know where that is, so I'm going to keep it that way. All right. We're back at the apartment with Ted and Barney. They're drunk. They're fighting. I, they're fighting over whose last name. She'll end up having stints in her most be like Ted's. Ted Trubosky. I'll take her name. I don't care. I can see Ted doing that. Yeah, definitely. So Barney suggests, how about this? We share her. I'll take her until she's 40. Then you can have her after that. Which is more or less. Happens. Yeah, it's more or less what ends up happening. <laughs> yeah, Ted says, you know, she's with Don. We just have to move on. So I, I, we don't need to cover a lot of this. Um, I do like the phone calls to Robin <laughs> and... Not so much Barney's, but Ted. So the they, they separate. Yeah, they separate and, and both call her drunk, drunk dial her. And Ted's like, hey, Robin, it's Teddy Bear. Need a little honey? Yeah, your growling's better than <laughs> Ted's. Ted's is not good. Robin's, Robin's not having this. They end up fighting each other. And then the next scene is them both running over to Don's house to yell, to serenade Robin, more or less. Yeah, Ted brings the blue French horn. Don sees this. He says, guys, come on upstairs. Barney, drunken Barney, thinks this might end up being a fight, but Don's basically saying, um, We gotta go to work. (laughs) Yeah, we gotta go to work. Why don't you watch some TV? We'll talk about this when we get back. Where's this TV you've been bragging about? (laughs) Yeah, I like that line. (laughs) So they cozy up on the couch, fall asleep. So Don basically puts them to bed on the couch, puts a blanket over them. They fall immediately asleep. Don and Robin go to work. And then we cut back to Lillian Marshall's bedroom. All right, we, we should do this one. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> that was nice. Yeah. Well, she got to go. What? Oh, I'm sorry. That was a blast. And you're great. But I have to be up early, so... Oh, you're just kicking me out? You knew what this was. Lily, Lily, wait. Don't forget your sweatshirt. Nice try. <laughs> That's so, very... <laughs> Cliche, you know, hookup guy. And a couple things I want to mention. One, you know, who's the who's the reacher and who's the settler now? Oh yeah. And two, the whole Lily, Lily, wait. (laughs) Sort of the the misdirect, and then him Mm -hmm. saying, "Don't forget your sweatshirt." This was stolen from Seinfeld. Oh. Two scenes from Seinfeld. Okay. One in the one where George sort of falls in love with, or has a crush on Elaine's boyfriend, played by Dan Cortez, Mm -hmm. when he won't, after Dan Cortez falls off the mountain, (laughs) and George comes to see him at Elaine's and brings him some stuff, Dan Cortez basically tells him to get lost, and then finally he gives up and is walking away, and Elaine opens the door, George, George, wait! And he comes running back, and she's like, can you take this trash (laughs) to the trash compactor for me? Right. To the trash chute? And then there's another one like that where... George is getting... It seems to always happen to George. George is getting fired because he slept with the cleaning lady at the publishing house. Mm-hmm. And as he's leaving, uh, Lippman says, George, George, wait. And he George comes back in, hopefully. And he's given the sweater back with the red dot on it. <laughs> so it's always sort of this misdirect of, wait, I've changed right. my mind. Mm-hmm. And then get lost. Funny. So this seemed very much of that ilk. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> so... Robin comes home. They're asleep on the, the... The fellas are asleep on the twin beds of Don's. And I like her. Uh, rise and shine, jackasses. <laughs> right. Yeah, they... Yeah. 
<clears throat> Barney doesn't really apologize, but Ted does. You know, um, you know, they want to do whatever they can to make sure Don feels like he's part of the group. Robin lets them know, you know, she's not really going to be part of the group for a little bit. You know, she wants to see where this goes with Don, and she can't do it if she's hanging out with two of her exes all the time. So she's moving in with Don. And then we cut to Lily in bed, and Marshall's behind her spooning mm-hmm. her. So eventually he came over and said, I guess she sort of woke up and realized, oh, he's with me right now. Yeah. And then we're back at McLaren's, and Barney and Ted are kind of talking about, you know, What's going on with Robin? Ted says, you know, she hasn't said anything about it, so I think she's fine. And there's a little bit of a... Barney launches into how he wrote another letter. It's sort of a misdirect again because Ted grabs a letter and on the back he basically was just trying to fool Ted. He is going to get her back. And (laughs) there's more drawings of boobs. And they think boobs are pretty great. They agree. They are pretty great. They are. No doubt. doesn't like boobs. Yeah. We're back at Ted's apartment. He's on... He's going to the fridge, getting some milk. He realizes it's empty, so he goes to yell at Robin, opens her door, and she's gone, and all her stuff is gone. Except for the blue French horn, which Ooh, is quite yeah. a symbol. So true. Yeah. Okay. So that's how it ends. What do you think I ranked it? Oh, let's see. 32. No. 51. Ah, see, I Come on, you know, you know there's no way. Swarley is 47. You know what I'm Yeah, trying. you know what? But I got fooled by this before where I like, thought something was going to be further back, but then you were like, no, it has a whole bunch of stuff that we say, and that moves it forward. Hmm. And this one <clears> had a lot of stuff that we say. <laughs> it did. It was strong. You said 51? Yeah. I think my favorite joke was Marshall saying, you knew what this was. <laughs> what was mine? Oh, mine was when Barney was like acting like the little kid. Okay. I think my least favorite... What was yours? I gotta... The... Um, yeah, when they're, like, talking about the figuratively, literally, I'm scared Hitchcock illusion thing. But I picked that before I knew what it was, but I don't know that it made me like it better. I just think I didn't appreciate it. Yeah, I, I think that whole little sector of that scene was my least favorite. Yeah. I have to say, um, runner-up favorite joke is, did the Jets get new costumes? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's talk about the last episode, the finale, of How I Met Your Father. So if you are not interested in hearing that, cut off here. And thank you so much for listening. And we'll be back next week with Robots vs. Wrestlers. Woohoo! All right. So... We've sort of been quietly watching the last few episodes since we've mentioned it last on the podcast. They've been a little better. Yeah, the back half of the season was definite improvement. So basically what happens in the the finale, Sophie and Jesse are together in the beginning of it, but then she starts to get a little bit freaked out by how quickly... Well, he accidentally says, I love you in his sleep. Right. Which freaked her out, and then she has sort of a freak out the next day saying... Oh, maybe you should have gone with your girlfriend once she finds out that that was an option for him to perform in her band. Right. So, yeah, he made this big decision not to, yeah, this huge <coughs> opportunity to go on tour with his ex. Like, you know, he presumably wanted to get back with his ex and had finally, like, gotten over that hurdle, turned this down because he wanted to see where this thing with Sophie was going. And then she's basically like, well, no, you should have done that. Like, that's that's too much. Or maybe you should have done that. Right. Like, this is too much for you to be, like pinning on this, this is brand new. Mm-hmm. And so he kind of, you know, storms off. Um, then Valentina and Charlie have issues because 
she finds out he never wants kids. Mm-hmm. So they sort of break up over that. And then uh, Sid and his fiance are struggling because she got a internship to stay fellowship? in California, a fellowship, something to stay something, in California that could be a very long time. And so they're talking about having two weddings, one in the U.S., one in India, and they're realizing they can't afford all of it. Right, because they were anticipating moving <clears throat> together, which would save costs. Um, so we think that they're going to break up, and instead they end up getting they, engaged. Or, uh, I'm sorry, they elope. Right, they just get married at City Hall. To save the money. Um so Sophie and Jesse have their, that fight in Jesse's apartment, which we now know is um, Ted and Marshall's old apartment. And right. so, you know, when Sophie kind of storms out, she goes downstairs to the bar, which she had apparently never been at before. Well, before we get to that. Oh, okay. And then we have Ellen, who has a good episode where she gets a job, and she reconnects with a neighbor across the hall mm-hmm. and has a date, if I'm remembering that correctly. <laughs> Yeah, so he, she's a really, yeah, the episode's not going great for her. She's having a rough time. She thinks she bombed an interview. Nothing, you know, she hasn't been able to find any dates. Um, but then, yeah, by the end of it, it, like, really all turns around for her. But, yeah, so then, you know, Sophie goes down to have a drink at the bar downstairs, which is McLaren's. And lo and behold, who is there? Robin. Now, we knew for a while that Colby Smolders was the surprise cameo mm-hmm. in this. And obviously she was going to be Robin. I think we tried to go as long as we could without finding out who it was, but right. it just wasn't possible. I mean, I think this. <laughs> I think by the time we found out, it was a few months. Correct. Um, so that's not the only cameos we get, obviously. And I didn't know about the other ones until we saw the episode, but the captain. Oh, and right, Becky right. I forgot all about that. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. So I think did they 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 came up at the end of last episode, right? Did they? I don't remember. Didn't that. they? I don't think so. I feel like this isn't the first we're seeing of them. Maybe I'm not remembering it right, but I don't recall them being in the last one. Um, how did they end up in this one? Was it a, the story that Robin was retelling? No, it was um, future Sophie talking to her son, and so I think she had just said um, there was like this big cliffhanger, or whatever they left it on at the last episode and instead of like continuing with that, she goes down this road of like, well, there's this couple at the divorce attorneys and this is what they're talking about. And her son's getting all frustrated. Of, like, why do we care about these people? I don't remember how they mapped into this. Oh, you don't No. Oh, okay. So the captain and Becky are getting divorced. The only thing that she wants is all of his boats. Right. And so, so she can he, sink them. Right. She wants to sink them. And so he says something about, well, not this one. This one's doing important research oh, in Australia. Oh, that's right. And so then that ties back in. We don't think that has much of anything to do with anything. Or was and it then, New Zealand? I think it was New well, Zealand. Yeah. Somewhere in that part of the world. And then at And then we're like, we're like, why does that sound familiar to us? Yeah. And so Sophie has like... Her photo is being shown at an exhibition, and so everybody's there for that. And then into that walks Ian from the beginning of the season, who was, like, her really strong connection, but they decided they didn't want to try long distance. And so because Mm -hmm. Becky decided to sink that boat, then um, he, you know, his whole research thing got canceled, and now he's presumably back in New York. We don't really find out much beyond, like, you know, they agree to go hang out that night or have a date or something. Right. For some reason, it's saying Leighton Meester's in this episode. Do you remember mm-hmm. her being in it? Yeah, she's Jesse's ex. Oh. I don't think I ever noticed that before. I don't know that I oh, would have inc- if not having seen her name. 
That is insane. How did I not notice that? <laughs> I've always been a big fan of hers. I've always liked her and things. Mm-hmm. So that pretty much sums it up. I, I It was fun. The mm-hmm. I, I think the Captain and Becky thing, trying to relate it over to Ian, was a little... Oh, I liked it. I thought it was ham-fisted. I thought it was clumsily done to include more cameos from How I Met Your Mother. But I was happy to see that. No, I like it. And it turns it's... out Becky's doesn't like boats. <laughs> right. Boats, boats, boats. Boats, boats, boats. No, I liked it because it was like, you know, plays into the whole like idea of fate and, you know, the way things, you know, I feel like it didn't always fully connect well in How I Met Your Mother where they'd build up stuff that didn't really end up panning out. But I I think it's in the spirit of what that was of trying to say. Yeah, if they're going to start weaving things in from How I Met Your Mother, I do like that. And that keeps Mm -hmm. me more engaged as a How I Met Your Mother fan and podcaster. Thanks. (laughs) Thank you, everyone. Um... (laughs) Such a dork, I can't. <laughs> so, okay, I'm I'm in. I, I just, I still thought it was clumsily done, but okay. I still appreciate the cameo and that they're trying to make an effort to do more tie-ins. Yeah, and so, I mean, I, I thought it was a really good episode, and I feel like the last one, or maybe two before that, were pretty good, too. I wonder if anyone's watching that show, How I Met Your Father, that didn't watch How I Met Your Mother, and are like, who the hell are these people? There's got Why to be do I people. care? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like there's not many of them, but there's got to be some people. They're like, I'm not going to watch nine whole seasons of How I Met Your Father. Maybe like, I just like Hilary Duff, so I want to watch the show that she's in. All right. Well, that's it. That is it. So we have turned the corner on How I Met Your Father. Yes. We will probably be watching the next season. Yeah, well, I feel like that's supposed to come out sooner than later. I think they were like kind of moving it forward because it got such good audience or whatever it's called i keep seeing headlines saying when will it start but i don't click on them because i know it's not going to answer the question right it's one of those clickbait things sure but you know we haven't had anyone write to us the last two weeks please write to us local recaps at gmail.com and jen and i have to go the amazon delivery guy's here he just brought our beanbag chair Special occasion. It is almost my birthday. (laughs) So long, everyone. (laughs) Bye.